Welcome to I'm Feeling Groovy. I'm Melissa Cohen, and I'm here with Natalia Rosenbaum today. And we're going to be talking about Aquarian counseling, transforming the world of therapy, and pretty much the quest for self-healing, right? Yeah. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, nice to see you, Melissa. Yeah, good to see you, too. Yeah. It's been a while. We're really good friends, yes. but um, I haven't seen you in a couple months. I know. Right? Has it been that long? It's been a while. Oh. Yeah, we've got, we were both so busy. I know. Sorry, yeah. so what's happening? What have you been busy well, with? Well, I've been so busy with Aquarian counseling. Um, it's something that I've been doing since about, it's over two years now. Mm. Ever since I got out of a Kundalini yoga intensive, I immediately started teaching Kundalini yoga three-minute practices to my clients. And the, it's been so amazing, the transformation that's happened in myself and in them, mm. that I like wrote a book about it, and I want to take it to the therapy community, mostly like teaching therapists how to do what I do so it's like a mixture of talk therapy with you know helping clients prioritize like daily practice as little as three minutes to transform their their thought patterns so that's what Aquarian counseling is yeah so it's a mixture of kundalini yeah with talk talk therapy oh cool yeah so it's kind of like instead of a person coming in and just dumping all their problems and like Mm -hmm. sifting through the pile of problems. Mm -hmm. We really just focus on getting them out of the fixation on their problems so that they're not just focused on their problem. They have a new relationship to their, to their life and their problems. So it's not that we don't talk about stuff we do, but we just don't focus on it so much. We focus on getting them a new road that's going to take them to a, pe- a better place. Cool. And do, so you're actually doing kundalini yoga with them? Not really. Like we do basically like, pres- like I'll prescribe, quote unquote, a three minute practice. Like so I'll, I'll basically prescribe it and then I'll just, you know, monitor kind of like a doctor would like monitor how that practice is going for them. Okay. You know what I mean? So like if someone comes in with anxiety and it's like totally intense and taking over instead of us just sitting talking about it all the time mm-hmm. we're i'm you know i gave them a pra- give them a practice probably a breath practice or a breath and mantra or like a meditation just starting 3 minutes and kundalini is so powerful and so effective that 3 minutes starting is enough and then they take it home and they do it every day and sometimes like if someone has depression i'll give them cold shower instructions because mm-hmm. it's so cold wait, shower explain therapy that. What's yeah a cold shower? so cold shower like cold shower therapy yesterday i did a little video from my youtube channel on cold shower therapy i was in my parents house and i was like oh, i like their bathroom so i'm just gonna like <laughs> do a little video right now pop up you know and um cold shower is so amazing it's like incredible instead of taking a hot shower why not have your shower be medicinal? So like that's what the cold shower is. It it starts to like it resets the glandular system and so it starts to balance the hormones. It helps like women's menstrual cycle, but it really fends off depression and anxiety because it strengthens the nervous system. So the also people look amazing because it helps the skin look toned. Mm-hmm. So people look younger. It's freaking awesome. That awesome. is. So I, years ago, Dr. Schultz used to talk about doing hot and cold therapy. And I used to do that. I did that for years. So, but you just do the cold. Just right? do the cold. Do, okay. Why don't you do the, because he talked about, I think it was, um, I forget why he did that, but. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's all just like yogic technology, yeah. you know, and it just works. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's just the cold water circulates the blood flow. So it takes the blood to like a place in within the organs and it flushes out the organs. So it just creates a lot more energy in the system. You know, just like a mantra actually creates a lot of energy in mm. the mind. It, it's it's just, it's different approaches to different things. Like some clients won't even do a meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fine. But then I'll have them taking a cold shower and like literally their life changes. Like I kid you not. That's yeah. awesome. So what's yeah. another technique between, besides like the cold shower that you so tell like, people to do? Like we'll do like, like breathing practices like breath of fire. Mm. It's kind of like intense, you know. So, <laughs> You know, it's intense. It's it's a strengthening the nervous system breath, mm-hmm. and we'll do like a practice called Sakriya. It's a meditation which like you basically set your navel point for the day. So it's really great for people with like a lot of insecurity issues and like root, ish like root security issues. You know, and it's just power packed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like really on multi levels. And honestly, it's almost like magic. And I, but the thing is, it's different than magic because people actually have to do it, mm-hmm. but the results are miraculous. So, so it's like, techniques. It's specific technique. physical, it's physical techniques that people can hook on to. Yes. But that will transform your, transform your life. Totally. Like, you know how mindfulness became so, and it is so big. Like, mm-hmm. mindful, I honestly can't stand the word mindfulness. Yeah, like, I honestly, you hate everyone, it. Yeah, because everyone's using it. I know. It. And it's honestly like, how does a person get to a mindful place? It's not easy. Right. You can't just say sit and be mindful no and but people do that all the time they're like just i'm gonna be mindful of like i'm you know right now i'm making tea you know and that's not easy for people Mm -hmm. so with kundalini we actually get to a mindful place but we do it it's through an intense practice that's not easy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not these aren't so talk about the intense practice so talk about what if somebody doesn't know what kundalini is yeah kundalini yoga it's different it's it's a mixture it's a lot of different it's different so like we we do physical yoga but it's even different because the physical yoga will combine the breath so basically kundalini is like a combination of mantra which is sound code vibration that like sends a signal into the conscious mind to start to repattern it breath practices which are very varied and intense you know it's not just like inhale exhale no it's like a lot more than that you know it's holding the breath it's it's pumping the breath it's a lot of things you know and then um movement so like some yoga potentially but we do less of that with my clients you know it depends on how long a person has been coming to see me and then in all of that with meditation so in the meditation, you might have mantra and it might have breath. So it's not just like meditation. You know what I mean? Like when I was a Buddhist and we were doing Buddhist meditation, it was just like inhale, exhale. And like the mind just can't hook on to that these days. So the Kundalini is much more effective, especially now with this age of technology and we're all so busy. No one has time to sit for an hour to sit and do like a you know, mindfulness practice, you know, we, we really don't have time. So we need something a lot more effective. So because your mind is like hooking onto a mantra, you might have to say a mantra, do a certain mudra. It's like a hand position because actually the fingers are all connected to parts of the brain. So it directs the flow of energy. So it's, it's a tech, we call it a sci- a yogic science and technology. And, and I know that it is because it works. So, you know, I tried it on myself. I was, I got into Kundalini because, and you remember this. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How, yeah. Okay. So wait, back up. So you, but in your book, you're talking about three minute meditate, three minute mantras and meditations yeah. and techniques so that people can really learn this quickly and easily. So exactly. in those three minutes, it's, it, 
combines breath, maybe stretching, you know, some yoga. Not so much yoga. Like there are some yoga practices that we could do once a person has been hooked in. Okay. So it's mostly breathing and mantras. Mantra, yeah. and, okay. So there's different meditations. Like there's one for meditation for healing addictions. And that's not just addictions that are physical. It's mm -hmm. also mental addictions. So like there's a meditation for conquering self-animosity. Mm -hmm. So if someone's always like in self-sabotage, like, and you know, they can't actually just like allow good things to come to them. Like I'll give them that. Um, but like there's, there's a, like the breath of fire is very, like I really like to combine a breath practice with a meditation usually in people, but I always start them with one. Can you talk about one, right? Can you like give one you want right to give now? Us, yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd mean, be awesome. Do you want to do one? Like yeah. we can do yeah, breath yeah. of fire really quick and they can hear yeah. us breathing. Okay. So like just sit up tall and just put your hands on your lap. Yeah, and close your eyes, focus at your third eye point. So when you close your eyes, you look right up into the space in between the eyebrows and close the mouth. And you're gonna begin to inhale and exhale really quickly through the nose. Your diaphragm will move, but you're gonna hear me and we'll just go with it together. Now, when you inhale, say to yourself, sat. And when you exhale, say to yourself, nam. So it'll be this pace and you can do it with me, right? Now inhale, hold the breath, focus at the third eye point, and exhale, and relax. You just have to do it really fast because I don't want to bore these people. <laughs> but if they're wanting to know more, they can just find me. Yeah, that's awesome. What did you do? Do you feel anything different? I feel energized. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah, and so when we bring the mantra in, it creates a, cell, a mental control because the mind is so severe. It's the subconscious thought patterns that are just, and you know this, mm -hmm. the patterns of programming, we've gotten it from our mother in the womb, starting mm -hmm. from there. The mother is the first teacher. She created the imprint. And then we got out of the womb, and then we had to deal with her, you know? Right. <laughs> and then the father, and then life and society. And so we have to basically create energy in the mind and body in order to not get sucked into those patterns in the mind. Mm. So that's why it's so effective for people coming in for therapy because they're looking for a change. Mm. You know what I mean? And a change is not going to happen just by talking. Like talking is good because it helps them like release and sure. dump. And then we need to kind of sift through stuff and you know how that is. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, they need to change the energy. They need to change the brain chemistry. They need to change, you know, the vibration mm -hmm. in their mind in mm -hmm. order to not kind of get hooked into all of those patterns. And so usually a person literally like, let's say I give so them So it's really practice. moving the energy, helping to move the energy yes. through the body because yes. talking, it, it, you can really get stuck. Yes, yeah. you can make it bigger. Mm -hmm. Actually, the problem can get bigger. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's fine to talk, but like many therapists just think that like going back to the childhood is really important and it's not. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that you can't know about it, you should know. But that's not where the answer is going to be. That's not the solution place. The solution is now. We change the patterns now. But then we really just do it by like, you know, like let's say I have a pattern which is like really legit, like where, you know, because my mom was very inconsistent when I was younger, so now I get into a dating situation and like the whole texting thing drives me insane. All right, wait, wait this is a whole other thing. This is a whole other I, I, I know, we can bookmark it, but this is because I know I like to hook it in, you know, because of right, course, right. Right, right? Yeah, no, we're but definitely But this is like, because this is something I was thinking about today, 
because yeah. of course I'm dealing with this right now. <laughs> so like, but my pattern, one of my patterns is that like, because my mother, because my father got custody of me and he would, you know, drive us, we'd have like a, you know, a time where we're supposed to meet my mom mm-hmm. in New York City. We would drive from Boston to New York and she like wouldn't show up. So like she would like literally ghost. Mm. So so I have like a fe- like major fear of like paranoia mm. of, sort of being ghosted. So that's like if I'm like in a texting situation with someone and like they, you know, are like not responding or like if there's a shift in their communication pattern, I am, I get so fixated on it. And even Kundalini is hard for me. In, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, there's a lot of patterns that I have an easy time breaking, and then sure. there's some that are harder. So it's not that the patterns are like suddenly going to vanish into thin air, but you know, I have more space than maybe I would have had. You know, and there's some that are just like less. You know, like I remember one New Year's Eve, I was alone, and I'd been doing Kundalini, and it was my first year of doing Kundalini. And the first time you like the first few months of doing it, you're like on a high because mm-hmm. you've like gotten out of crazy zone, and you're like oh my God, holy crap, I'm like amazing, you know? (laughs) So I was in that, but I had this thought like on New Year's Eve and it was like this passing thought, I am alone. And it wanted to take me on its journey, on the Mm -hmm. normal ride. Down the spiral. And I didn't. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I'm not, I don't care, you know? And that's when I knew. I was like, you know what? Like, this is legit. So, all right. So how did you get into Kundalini? Well, I was, and I think you remember, we were like, you know, friends even then. (laughs) Yeah, I was in a really toxic relationship. And I had known about Kundalini because I started my life as a Buddhist, like as a teenager. You know, I have like, I've been in, I was in the Shambhala tradition and I was like really a heavy practitioner. It was like a huge part of my life for 15 years. And I was in a period where I wasn't doing any spiritual practices. Mm. And that's when, of course, I had two terrible relationships. And you are, you've been a therapist. Yes. For quite a while. Yes. And I've been in private practice since like 2015. I used to work as a school counselor in Cambridge, Mass. Um, But you know, like during this time that I wasn't doing a lot of like my own personal daily practices, I fell into some bad relationships, mm. you know, because of my own self-worth issues and just losing myself. And this guy, like, I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to say his name. I'm not going to say it. He like, didn't want me meditating. But it wasn't like I was even in a seriously meditative like zone at that time. But he just, he, I was starting to be and he like didn't want me to and I realized then I was like was he afraid of you change I think so yeah. well first of all he cheated on me so you know mm. so it was just a whole disaster yeah I think he was afraid of me being powerful mm. and this is something that happens you know mm. so there was a there was a summer where I was like you know what I gotta get out of here like mm. even leaving beautiful Gloucester you knew I must have been desperate <laughs> you know because <laughs> it was because we live leave? for the summer oh, we live for the summer <laughs> and we live on the ocean right it's the best thing in the world, you know. Right. We're going to leave that to go for five days in the woods in New York, mm. you know, whatever. But I knew that I had to go to see, to be with this particular teacher. And I hadn't heard about her. I just saw her picture in an Omega catalog. And I remember I didn't even like Kundalini Yoga. Because mm. in Buddhist world, Buddhists, Tibetan Buddhists look down on that kind of need to transform through the body. Mm. Because for them, it's all about mind. But, you know, that's fine at that in an older time. We're a little bit more in need of physical now. Mm -hmm. And and Kundalini combines it all. Mm. So, like, I knew for some, something told me I needed to go to this, to this. I'm going to call it a training because no Kundalini situation is a retreat. It's very intense. Get up at, like, 4 a.m., 
through practice because that's the time where the practice is the most effective. And then do all the Kundalini all day long. It was really intense. Mm. And so I, you know, had all, you know, this, he and I were not in a good place and I was fixating on the whole thing. But after about three days of doing Kundalini, I literally saw the problem like almost outside of me, you know, and I was like, you know what, like, I'm fine. Like, there's this situation going on, but I'm, 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 I'm vital, you know? So that was the moment where all those years of Buddhism didn't get me to that place. Even I did, you know, even Yasa yoga teacher training. No, haven't, I never got to that kind of a place. So right when I came back, I started teaching the clients because it was also part of my, your therapy clients. My therapy clients. Okay. In Boston. I have a private practice in downtown Boston. And you started to see changes with them. Immediately. Mm. I mean, I, I saw them in myself because then at that point I broke up with a guy, you know, and I was like, okay, I was fine, you know. And, like, I started seeing changes in them. People who really weren't changing patterns, you know. And they were just, like, mm-hmm. coming in talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. They stopped talking about the same thing and then started talking about things like what they wanted to do with their life or like they then people started to move away people started to get new jobs new relationships and I was like okay this is so then I became a teacher a kundalini teacher like really immediately like within a month mm. you know I started my kundalini teacher training in New York at Rama Institute and you know I found my teacher Hardy Jivan and he's really amazing and they, they have White Sun, um, which is a really amazing kundalini music. If you like, ever want to hear some really great music, White Sun. They won a Grammy, even. So, like, I just started to transform, you know, and get a lot of energy. And I just, you know, like, that first year was really high. <laughs> yeah, it was totally high. And now I'm like, you know, I, I just commit to my daily practice. And it's, it's a big commitment. It's a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have to practice or else I'm not happy and then I'm not effective with the clients, you know? And so the clients who are doing the practices, which I would say is like 85% of them, they're all great to work with and they're making changes. The ones who are not doing the practices based on their choice, same problems, same stuff. Mm, And so like the data's there, you know? And then I had to write the book. I don't even like to write, but you know, like I had to write this book (laughs) and now it's in an editing phase. It's been a labor of love. (laughs) Totally. And now it's like waiting for like the, this editor that's on, I'm on a mailing list, a waiting list and I'm going to get it published. You know, I want to really get it published Mm -hmm. by a publishing company. So that's like my goal. that, That to me is when, you know, like when I wrote my raw food books, I thought I'm not a writer. I didn't set out to be a writer and to write a book. It just happened that I was teaching people and everyone kept saying, oh my God, you have to write a book about what you're doing so you can help more people. So it was the passion of just spreading this knowledge all over the world and educating as many people as I could. So that's what propelled the book, even though I thought, oh, I'm not a writer. I don't know if I can even write it. But the passion was so strong because I had this in me that I knew it transformed people's lives and changed people's lives, the raw food. So I feel like it's the same for you. Yeah, so similar. Mm -hmm. It really is because like we're not, right, we're not not writers. Mm -hmm. And it's okay not to be a writer and write a book. It's actually probably almost better on some level. Yeah, I know. I You're definitely like one of the, you're like someone I look up to. But oh, now I'm not going to be trying to get it self-published because my teacher, Hardy Jeevan, when you have a teacher, like when you, when you decide that you have a, like a spiritual teacher, he's not a guru, but he's a teacher and I trust him. And he's like, he really wants me to get it published by a publishing company. And I'm fine with that. I'm like, okay. Like I just like do it, you know. Mm. It's it's just, it's it's good to be believed in. 
but yeah, you, you're so amazing. You have this like magnificent aura that like, yes, that just happened. Like your path is amazing in that mm. regard. So I'm inspired by that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like not me, like I'm not doing it for myself. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm like really just trying to serve. And I feel like therapists are so burnt out and they don't even know it. Cause honestly, a person comes in and starts dumping all their crap and you have like eight of those people in one day yeah that's a lot oh, it's an, it's i mean when i do energy healings on people i can only i like doing a few a week right because it's a lot of energy it's almost too much and people yeah. don't and they get sick mm. you know and there's a thought i have hold on i'm just gonna set my teeth <laughs> mm. that's really good um so like what's really firing me up lately is how drugs like ketamine which is like a horse tranquilizer like are being you know funded like there's a lot of therapy around like there's a lot of funding around these like drugs like ketamine and and mdma Mm. to you know help people in the therapeutic process now i don't think it's bad to do something like that once or twice to ignite a fire Mm -hmm. because that's what happened to me in college actually doing mdma which is ecstasy molly got me on my spiritual path Mm -hmm. but what i have a problem with is that therapists in general aren't super open Mm. to like actually doing something a little bit different that i feel is more effective because you have to take a drug okay you're taking a drug but aquarian counseling is pretty much all about you don't need anything from the outside. Mm. And of course, if, if clients are like on antidepressants, like I'm not gonna say get off of them. And there are some people that really genuinely need like psych meds, mm. but f- most of the population doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then the secondary thing of like a lot of the research and, and this money going into these like, you know, drugs like ketamine and MDMA, it's like interesting to watch how the therapeutic community is just latching onto that because there's not a lot of success all the time with Mm. clients. And so they're like, oh my God, this is something amazing, which could be great for people who are resistant to anything. But the amount of latching onto this is, is, it's just interesting because the yoga really, you know, hasn't taken off at all. And Carl Jung has a book on Kundalini yoga and psychotherapy Mm. that no one knows about. Really? Yes. And he, and I quote him a little bit in my book. I mean, it's really boring, but like basically what (laughs) is so boring. But what he says in there, he's like, look, we don't really know what this is because like we're not practicing it. We're just like researching it. But it looks like it's more effective than psychotherapy. We just like don't know how to do, we don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. They didn't have like the teachers at the time to help them. So where do you see this all going for yourself? Like what is your I know you're writing the book and then what else? Yeah, I mean, I I am going to have an online platform for therapists. So, you know, therapists need some of these tools and books are great and that's great for that kind of community but at the end of the day like everything is online I have a YouTube channel and I want to educate therapists on how to do this these practices for themselves so that then they bring it to their clients and so you know there's gonna be like a special portal for them but also generally speaking the younger generation is very into like self-healing practices and i mean they're into therapy but they're very into like you know just these kinds of things and there are some therapists out there on instagram not a lot of them but there are some like big therapists on instagram that are just appealing to like 
you know, the younger generation of people that are trying to help themselves. And so that's also what I see is like being kind of visible there, offering, you know, meditations on Instagram and then and then just, you know, being influential in that space as well, because there are Kundalini yoga teachers, but a person has to have like a spiritual mindset to kind of even be gravitating towards that. They have to be motivated to seek that out. They do. And they have to be open-minded to see like, because in Kundalini, like we, you know, teachers wear turbans and like they're wearing white and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, what is that everybody? All right, wait, I want to know what the whole turban thing is. Yeah, so like it's just a technology around how to gain more energy. So that's what, that's Kundalini in a nutshell. But like, so there's different ways to do that. And so they believe that like the hair you know, wrapped up in a top knot during the day and then covered. It's kind of like a cranial sacral um, kind of tight hold. It, it brings the energy up. And it, in my experience, it, it actually works. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not the kind of person like in my space in the world, like I'm not going to be in downtown Boston, like wearing a turban. Mm-hmm. It's just like not, even though I would love to, because it would actually, teachers, we have to wear turbans because it protects the crown chakra from getting all the subconscious you know, thoughts of, of like, when I have clients in my space, they're dumping, as I mentioned before. And so the, the turban would help me a lot to protect my energy. But just being where I'm located right now, it's just not for me. So, you know, what I was saying before is that like the generally speaking, people need to access these kinds of teachings through multiple platforms through things that they're interested in so like I have some friends who are going into the corporate world teaching kundalini yoga and with a lot of success you know so therapy is perfect Mm. because I mean the idea is that you don't need a therapist actually you need to just heal yourself Mm. you need to tap into your truth so that's that's what you know in the internal energy system Mm -hmm. really which will lead you to your truth sorry Mm -hmm. i didn't mean to cut you off yeah no that's that's my whole thing you know helping people like when i do healings with people too it's not you know people say well what do you see well what do you think well and i always say it doesn't matter what i think i'm helping you to tune into your higher self and your divine guidance yes and yeah yeah that's right so that's how that's that's what I believe that the future generation is going to really want. Mm-hmm. And even when I do podcasts with people, it's like that's the theme. That's the, you know, whether I'm interviewing healers or uh, tantra teachers or whatever, you know, whoever it is, that's when I know, like for me, that's the truth. It's not like here I am to tell you this or to guide you and you're supposed to do what I say. It's how to help people tap into their own truth. Yes, Totally. And so that I would like to do that, you know, for the general population, not just therapists. So I I really see Aquarian counseling being visible Mm -hmm. out there in the world um, and being having influence actually in the therapy community as well. So that's, that's, you know, that is the vision. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So are you teaching Kundalini classes now? Yeah, I teach in Boston, North End Yoga. So um, it's actually like they won Best of Boston in 2019. Um, Are they right on Hanover Street? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right on Hanover Street. So I teach on Thursday nights at Mm. 6. And because I work downtown. So like I just go from from downtown working to North End and I teach. And it's it's great. For me, teaching is my favorite thing to do. Mm. Yeah. Being a therapist is, you know, it's got, it's not as energizing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and I have effect. a lot of clients. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. 
So I just got, I have to tell you, I just got a ding on CoStar. Do you do CoStar? What's that? Oh, oh my God. You have to get on it because I know you're into astrology. Really? Oh, wait, CoStar. Maybe I have it on my phone and I don't even know. Yeah, it's an app. It's Co-Star. And every day, oh, it's awesome. You can add add friends Uh and then you can see every day who also has like planets in the same thing. Really? So you add their birthday? Yeah. (gasps) Yeah. Or you can find me on there. Like I have Christine. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's awesome. I have to get on there yeah, I know, on right surprised. now. So every day gives you, you can read a bunch of stuff, but today my, sometimes it says really weird stuff. So today is mine is hatch a conspiracy with your closest friends. Oh. So, that's interesting. That could be today relevant. Is, today is a good day to be unselfish in love. Let something take you by surprise. Ooh. So I know you I like that. Now, is that specific to you? It is. Yeah. Okay, so I can't take that particular advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can because we're close. Yeah. I'll share that with you. Yeah, I'll share yeah. that little share that with me. gem I, of I'm, knowledge with you. I'm going to get the co star right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pay. awesome. No. <laughs> okay, no. That's free. Okay, I'm, I'm actually getting in right now. Sorry, I have to take a moment. Well, this was great. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And it's wonderful to see you. <laughs> I like, know. You're it's such good to a see you too. Finally catch up. I know. You're so smiley. I feel like we have so much in common. Oh, we do. Well, we actually look alike, right? <laughs> we should post a picture on Instagram. It's Alyssa Cohen Raw on Instagram. Uh, you can check that out. I'll put a picture of us. People always think we're sisters when we walk together and go out together, right? Yes, they do, actually. They stop us. Yeah, well, we're, we're soul sisters. Yes. For sure. And we also have uh, the voice is also Yeah, slightly... and our smile. Yeah, the smile. <laughs> and the hair. The and hair. the hair. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Natalia. Thanks so much. <laughs> Stay elevated, everyone. Have a good week. <laughs>